What's good, people? We're back. We are back. Listen. We know. We Listen. know. We know. We know. We know. And we're sorry. We're so sorry. <laughs> okay. Listen. Life. I'd love to say, you know what? We've gone Listen through a while, this. but we've been doing we're this. And we have this to show you. Yeah. We have nothing to show. We, we're just back. This, okay. We're just back. We're your favorite deadbeat parents. And we're back. Mm-hmm. Always. Always back. We're back, back from a business trip. Back from the store. <laughs> back from the supermarket getting milk this is your milk we're back honestly welcome welcome oh my, God. my name is daniel my name is maxine and this is the bun your feelings podcast episode six it was weird saying that because it's been six months we've done six episodes of a weekly podcast <laughs> look at look us Shameful. But that's why. But we're here, guys. Exactly. We're your favorite deadbeat parents. We're the ones that mm-hmm. take you out for ice cream when we're not supposed to, and then leave for a couple of months. So, like, you know. You know what I'm saying? This is a very toxic but loving relationship, and we're glad you're back, and we're glad you're here, listening to us. Yeah, man. We went on a business trip, you know. But I came back. <laughs> Say hello to your new half sister. You know, that's how it goes. <laughs> Maxine, how's your week been? My week has been, well, this week has actually been lovely because I've been on leave, but my weeks have generally been disgusting, jam-packed with so much work. I feel like white people don't respect my time. Um, <laughs> oh, listen, if I get into the stories of how many times call me in for like a, a work meeting past seven. Listen. No. The, the gumption, the gall, you know, the audacity, which is what we record this podcast on. Please sponsor us. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, we're going to start doing that in the middle of the episode. It's going to go, you could be right here. We're going to have like ra- random moments of silence, like two minute silences. And be like, this could be here. Raid Shadow Legends, you know, like use code BON20 for 25% off. Like, believe me. <laughs> Do you have a business idea that you, <laughs> you know? Just imagine booty tea, fit tea. <laughs> Can you imagine us talking just talking about random artists and then being like, you know, oh gosh, man, this, they're just so thirsty. I feel like I need some slim tummy tea, slim tummy teaser, <laughs> and they're just going up on one tirade. <laughs> Do you have that business idea? You're a burgeoning entrepreneur where well, don't worry squarespace has Listen. caught you with squarespace <laughs> we should really start making fun of these people you soon. can start that I'm idea gonna, i'm gonna start sending emails out <laughs> emails out soon so let's just i'm your conscience nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah white people have been disrespecting me i'm tired of these mf snakes on these mf planes <laughs> i'm just yeah so i took a week off um but yeah, now I feel rejuvenated and ready to, to take on corporate mm-hmm. life. That's a lie. I never feel ready to take on corporate say, life. But I feel, feel rejuvenated. Better. Feel better. I feel better. Yes. How about uh, you? Me? I'm, I'm all right. You know, I've been better. I've been worse. I'm alive, though. That's a man. <laughs> you know, during the season. That's such an end boy response. Is it? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? It's like, man's there, in it? <laughs> That's what... <laughs> They always say, oh, hi, how are you? Man's there, innit? Yeah, I'm alive, I'm, I'm innit? I'm there, man. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Listen, it could be worse, man. People are dying. I'm not. So, you know. I'm screaming. He can't, said people are dying. I'm not. Wow. Yeah, I can't cry too much, you know. Glory wow. to God in that. Wow. But yeah, apart from work, <laughs> apart from just wasting time, saving money, 
pan like coronavirus is coming back apparently we're on lockdown again we're going back to lockdown yep um apparently we're not allowed to gather in groups of six but we are allowed to go into pubs restaurants bars and all that which obviously have a capacity of like ranging 79 to 129 i saw on something else the other day but we're not allowed to gather in groups of six but we're allowed to be in buildings with more than six people (laughs) So long as you're wearing a mask and respecting social distancing, which nobody does. So really, like, we're just all heading straight into a lockdown. <laughs> Honestly, part part two. Part two. That's, the, that's true. Even kids. I don't understand. Like, I, I get with restaurants and all that stuff, the economy, that they, they don't care about us, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to kids, right, I'm thinking kids don't pay attention. Kids will lick each other's faces with no regard the and way they that they care. cough phlegmy cough they'll be doing a phlegmy <coughs> phlegmy cough with their tongue like, out kids, to greet you listen. what <laughs> what kids are filthy i don't know how they expect them to adhere to any kind of social distance but i don't i think do. it's because they expect kids because they're saying that kids are like the ones that you know don't get affected as much as uh, adults or elderly which is stupid because they were telling us that which only- by the way is a lie. I was going to say, there's absolutely no, like, foundation. And this is, they told us that only elderly people were affected, right? And then loads of young people were getting corona because they were going out to beaches and holidays and things. Then now, loads of young people are getting corona and they're saying, oh, kids won't get it. But kids, if they're not symptomatic, then they probably are asymptomatic and they're touching each other and then they're going home to their parents and they don't have to wear masks by mandate. So, basically... Exactly. Like, people <laughs> act as if old people all live together and young people live together. No, like, they live in a mix. So. Yeah. What if people are carers for their grandparents and then they also live with, like, a young child? Then what happens? <sighs> <laughs> anyway, at least we all have a lovely podcast that is back <laughs> and right? ready for you guys right? to do all you your lockdown. Vibes. We're here, man. Well, <laughs> exactly. All your lockdown needs. We are back and black by popular demand. Where to all those hoteps. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hotep. Yes. What, what album are we, are we reviewing first? Which one? There's I two. Think w- let, let's go with Burner Boy first because I like him. And right now okay. I'm not friends with Beyonce. So let's let, let, let's talk about <laughs> Again? I'm just not friends with her right now, okay? But let's talk about let's talk about Burner. Let's okay. talk about Burner Boy. So yeah, he released his album Twice as Tall. And yeah, Daniel, take it away. Because I don't have anything nice to say yet. <laughs> what? You don't like the album? I, I like how he's going, what? As if I've not spoken to him about this before. <laughs> you guys, come and see actor. Come and we see have, Nollywood it's actor. It's a podcast. We have to be what? You don't what? like it? Wow. <laughs> we have to, you know, the, theatrics and that. Pre-production doesn't exist on this podcast as far as <laughs> you guys are concerned. So I thought yes. it was cool, man. When it first came out, I thought it was a lot better than I do now. I think over time, I've kind of listened back to it and been like, mm-hmm. okay, it's a decent album. Um, Before the album came out, we were seeing trailers with P. Diddy because mm. we, we found out he was going to be executive producer. Which I'm very uh, angry about, but yes. Yeah. A lot of people go, oh, no, don't let P. Diddy produce it. I'm like, he's not producing it. He's the executive producer. But I guess he still had, had a lot of play into who was on the album. Clearly, because Naughty by Nature was on this album i believe that's track seven the song is called naughty by nature featuring the one and only's naughty by nature and <laughs> i actually I like that one really i like that one but i didn't 
you know that it was one of those things that i was like i didn't need this and the anr who was behind this you should be thrown in jail but like i don't know it's okay it's okay like it's not a bad song it's just like their two markets are just so off and i understand that there's this whole like global let's connect people with like their fan base and their you know sort of this is what's hot right now and blah 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 but it just doesn't make any sense like there's no world as a as a as a lifelong audiophile there is no scenario i have ever pictured or ever desired that had naughty (laughs) by nature and burner boy on a collaboration not at all i did not think of it i did not need it i did not want it i did not wish for none of it i just didn't want it so when i heard it i was like this is really stupid but like at the same time i'm very happy that naughty by nature are still releasing music i think that was what made me happy. i guess yeah you know it's good to see their their name but that song there's two songs in this album that i categorically can't play again and if I do, it'll be to laugh or... You know what? I shouldn't say that because worse songs have grown name, on me. Name so and let shame. Me, let me just Name say, and shame. Which songs? No, Naughty Which by song? Nature. That's number one. Naughty <laughs> by Nature. Right? But then Monsters You Made with Chris Martin. Oh my God. I don't know what happened. Oh I don't know whose idea God. that was. I don't know <laughs> why. But those two songs, I'm, I'm never revisiting those songs again. Okay. Ever, 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 ever. Um, the rest of the album is cool. Like songs I really like. I like witting this up a lot. I like real life of Stormzy. I like. I don't know why, but whenever Stormzy sings, it's just like, oh, I want Stormzy to win whenever he sings. I I I just want that guy to do well. I actually saw Stormzy when I went to the barber the other day. He lives near you. Well, I li- live in undisclosed location and my barber <laughs> is near <laughs> and the barber that I went to is like the one that I didn't realize it was the bait one that all those rappers and all those like, like Insta stars go to. Mm. So I was just there like, I just want to cut my hair. I just want to level one. Right. And I walk in and to the left of me is Dormzy. And I was like, oh shit. And then I continued with what I was doing because I didn't want to look like a beg. And then, oh, yeah. You guys always do that. Oh, I don't look like a beg. Just greet them and no, say no, hi. No, 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 no. We, like we a, spoke. Like we spoke and everything. Because, like, basically, the, you, oh, okay. it was the classic bar- barbershop talk where they were talking about relationships. You know how black oh. people are. They talk about relationships. Yep. And it's like, oh, can you be friends with somebody if you are attracted oh, yeah. to them? Classic back chat yep. nonsense. And I was just <laughs> laughing while trying to read my book. And then they asked me. He literally turned to me and he's like, what do you think? And I was like, huh? <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm in this conversation. Okay. So yeah, I added my two cents and I was like, yeah, I'm friends with people that I'm attracted to, but like, you know, people have boundaries and know how to respect them because we're not children. And then... Oh, wow. And then... Look at, look at Maxine, guys. Maxine's <laughs> our ins- she's, our, she's now our, ins- our rap insider. <laughs> and yeah, we just chatted. And then when I finished my haircut, he said, bye. I said, bye. He said, take care. Have a lovely day. And I said, thank you. And I came home. Aww. Yeah. Well, look at that. See? He's good now vibes. I like a, I- See, now I like that song even more. Right? See that? Just like that. <laughs> He's I really want, good vibes. I want vibes. to be even more than I did before. <laughs> He's really good vibes. He's good vibes. Um, yeah. Un- what else on this album? Uh, I hated Wonderful. I did not like it. I know everybody liked really? it. No. Why? I like there it. There was something like it. about it, it that just felt very like... I don't... I just don't know. I mean, know. you don't like the album, period. So yeah. I don't know why you're saying... 
Yeah. So is Wonderful a song that you can't play like at all, at all? At all. Like I skip it all okay. the time. So because cause he, he released it as a single first, I remember. And I was like, what is this? But everyone was like, oh my God, Wonderful, Barna Boy, blah, blah, blah. And I preferred Odogu to Wonderful because I was like, that sounds more like the Barna Boy I enjoy because it feels more... Yeah. It doesn't feel as commercial, which I know, obviously, like, they have to make money. They have to make things commercial, blah, blah, blah. I understand people have labels, but it just didn't feel... Mm-hmm. It felt more authentic, you know? Like, the last album felt a lot more authentic to him and his sound and what he's been trying to do compared yeah. to, like, this one, which felt very commercial. And so when I heard Wonderful, I was like, mm, that's a really weird tone considering you've just released, like, something called African Giant and made such a big deal out of it and then your mom came because of the VMAs and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was just... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it was just so, like... And she was like, I yeah, he's making his music in his language and everybody loves it. And then he just turns around and makes a song with, like, Chris Martin. And makes this. Yep. You know? And Chris Martin, that's when you know. You know, that's, like crossover territory completely like remember when coldplay did that song with beyonce and i was like what the fuck is going on and she was yeah. in that like indian outfit and i was like what is go- like what is going on like oh who yes did this? what song was that what song was that it was the one where she's like ah, oh ah, oh ah, that one <laughs> <laughs> you know the one yes i know the song you're talking about my thing is yeah because it's a good album i'm, I'm not gonna say it's bad and in fact if anything i'm gonna say that I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. I think it was before African Giant when Burner Boy was upset. Well, I think it was Coachella because they didn't put his font bigger and he was upset I about that. I remember that. That, that. that was, that was, was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't lie. Like, in the past few albums, he's proven them, like, wrong. Like, yeah, my name should be big because three, three years, three big albums in a row. I mean, that was Outside, which was 2018, right? Then African Giant was last year. And then twice as tall. Like, he's done a great job. And he's still releasing singles in between. Like, he released Odogu in between that. So, honestly, I think, yeah, he's earned he's earned that the right to talk how he likes. Like, certain artists, they just say whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Your music speaks for itself. I think he's put himself there now. He really has. Like, because honestly, I'm like, what you can say whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, even even Kanye, as wild as he, as he is, there's certain things he says that I'm like, you know what? Your music, you can talk about being the best artist ever, even though, even though you're probably not, like, but your music is up there, that you can say what you like. So with Burner Boy, yeah, three good albums in three years. That's a big feat. So I like it. It's not, is it as good as African Giant or Outside? In my opinion, no. No, it's, it's not. It's not very but strong. I, I think, I think it appeals to a certain audience. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that his, like, original fans Which audience are, is that? I think it appeals to a more like African-American audience or like a whiter audience. I don't feel like it. A white audience? Why? Just because like, you know, Diddy and those kind of things and like Chris Martin, like you really, he really, I feel like as the executive producer with Diddy and seeing the clips where he's talking about how he wants it to be global, he doesn't want it to be an insular African thing, which I don't think anything can really be an insular African thing considering there's like 55 nations but anyway um, <laughs> I just don't get it but like I knew, he, I knew you would have a problem with that but yeah he wanted to be <laughs> listen I, we could, I could write a dissertation about how problematic that comment was but um, I think the way that it was framed was to try and be as global and as like palatable as possible and I feel like there's no need for it to be palatable i think people 
are pioneers in their field when they're mm-hmm. able to do what they do and do it well, which is yeah. why he's been so successful for the past few years because he's not had to silence himself or fit himself in any mold or, you yeah. know, like conform to any sort of like market stereotype. Like he is burner boy. And like when he was talking about African giant and stuff and we were laughing at him, he was also right. You know, like you just said, mm-hmm. like he was right. He was doing something that like many others before him you know would have wouldn't have been able to do like i don't know how many yeah. people would have been able to like be in the coachella lineup and things like that until like burner boy and Wizkid like were really pioneering like Afrobeats globally without having to do anything other than just do what they do That's um true. and so this album just felt a little bit pandering to it it felt like it was pandering to me it just felt like oh this you know we've got an a and r doing such and such and you know we're gonna have chris martin we're gonna have like timberland and you know lyric and you know yeah uh, mario winans and all that kind of stuff like really random more of a commercial attempt exactly like really really random people and it's like the the songs that i liked i found when i was like snooping were the ones Mm -hmm. that were produced by african producers and then the ones i didn't like were the ones that were produced by like timberland and i'm like why why is timberland on this album why it just didn't feel like a burner boy album as, as authentic yeah you know for me i like i liked the producers like i liked how the music sounded I, in fact i even think the production sounded very grand like it sounded like big like it, it was a really grand production but the issue is but grand for what just reason? not you know when yeah, you're in the cinema yeah. and you're watching um transformers mm-hmm and it's so fucking loud yeah. in the cinema. All the effects. All the, the effects. Noise. You know, Michael yeah. Bay spares no expense. There's effects, there's CGI, there's explosions, there's cars mm-hmm. blowing up, there's planes, there's But aliens, what does it all amount to, there's, right? And, and then it's like, at the end of the day, what is the story of, Star- of Transformers? Yeah. Can you tell yeah. me the story of Transformers? Honestly, no. But exactly. And so I'm yeah. here with all of these, you okay. know... Yeah. You know, these big explosions and these aliens and everything that's going on in this album. And then I'm just kind of like, okay, but what was the reason? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. And then Diddy's voice like interjected through each song. Why? Who asked for that? Oh, no, I I, I really don't like when albums do that. You know, it's very LMA. Like, (laughs) yes. Literally, I don't think I've heard a single album that's managed to, to do the whole like, have a narrator going through even to pimp a butterfly the narrator and that and was it i say the narrator kendrick and that annoyed me every time he spoke at the end or beginning oh, of, wait, of the like, song i was like can you just play, <laughs> the, was, play what did the he say at track. the end of each song oh i remember i was conflicted oh yeah misusing your influence i'm like bro please <laughs> this is a you don't have to do this every, every day song. i woke up I'm in a hotel you. room <laughs> uh, honestly i was screaming for help like, the maid knocked on the door play the song <laughs> Oh, I didn't know days. where I was. <laughs> and I mean, it was cool like, at the end because he summed up the whole poem together. But just hearing it, like, if you listen to the whole album all the way through, okay, fine. It sounds great. But I'm not doing that. I'm going to put a couple songs in the playlist. And I want to hear versions without you speaking at the end or at the beginning. Because it just throw, it throws it off It throws me. it off. I've never found narration I like in most albums. I haven't. There's some that make me laugh. Like, if you've ever listened to Liberian Girl by Michael Jackson, 
when the girl's like nakupenda pia nakutaka pia oh yes 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 <laughs> and i'm always like first of all you're in the wrong country like what librarian speaks swahili that's not the language. but at the same time ooh, girl whisper some more okay girl i was gonna say that's that's not the language it's, it's really not nakutaka the language pia pens away <laughs> like where did you find this girl it always makes me uh, happy <laughs> that is funny but yeah that's how i feel on the album i think that was it's good i'll give it a good out like, of 10 what do you rate it good out of 10 no like six and a half uncle said good out of 10 can we please can i get another co-host <laughs> he said six, good out of 10 six and a half. Oh no six and a half six, six and, and a half, half. i'm giving album. it a four huh <laughs> okay come on it's not it's not a four because if five is indifferent that means four is like not that good i think it's a four and a half but i'm gonna give it a five just because i like burner and i want him to succeed and i don't even i mean at the end of the day me as who you know like my opinion doesn't really matter because he's still making money but i just didn't think that this album was great mm-hmm. like i've literally i literally listened to it twice and never again i s- same, I saved two or three songs that I was like, mm, okay, like these are cute, and then even when they come on on shuffle, I skip them. So I'm like, yeah, it it don't have replay replay. It's a very forgettable like album, me. and it just disappoints me, which is why I wanted to go as low as four, just because it's such a disappointing turnout from somebody who I know has done better and will continue to do better without the executive production of one Mr. Mm-hmm. Sean Combs, who we know is holding his artists I- hostage anyway. So, <laughs> oh my God, are we doing it? Are we doing this again? Isn't his friend in the basement? Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> we, wow, we keeping his wow. friend in the basement? Anyway, okay. I'll give it a five just, okay. just to, just to appease the masses, but I'm not happy with it. Yeah. I, okay. So your real score is a four. Cool. Yeah. My real score so is a four. From, I just feel as if, you know, he needs to slow down putting out albums. Unless they're gonna, unless they're all gonna be as good, you know what? To be fair, I'm sure he'll still make money. He'll still sell out tours because it's not. He's not making bad music, so he's fine. But I feel like if he just fit, takes an extra year in between albums, like it's not even like he can tour this album right now. So it's like if he just waited and let everyone sit with African Giant, and then when Corona was done, he dropped, you know, twice as tall and then toured off that. Or dropped a maybe maybe it would have been better. If you gave it an extra year, who knows? I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm just saying. I feel like, yeah, he, I agree. And I also feel like, would you go to a tour for twice as tall? Because I would have paid money to go to African Giant. It was just sold out. Yeah, I was going to say, twi- twice as tall. Twice no. as tall. No. I like. I literally saw the targeted ads on Instagram. <laughs> um, that it's like, yeah, he's coming back. He's going to be back bigger than mm-hmm. ever. Like, the concert's going to be amazing. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, okay, but I'm not going to pay for mm-hmm. that. Are you going to pay for that? <laughs> I was going to say, it's not, it's not, yeah. Unless, yeah, like, no. I was going for free, I would not go. Because I just didn't, th- I don't remember any of the songs. So he'll just be singing things and he'll put the mic out to us and we'll just be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's scratching heads. I think, yeah, mid, very mid project. Yeah, I, I agree. That's the word, mid. Decent. It's decent. Okay, who else? Who else do we, who else do we care about? Let's talk about. Oh, yes. We said that we were going to talk about Black is King. Oh, Beyonce. Yes. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So, did you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. I remember okay. me and my flatmate, we sat on the sofa with my Disney Plus account and we watched it. And I was just, I sat there and I was like, 
Was it only available <laughs> on Disney Plus? It's only available on Disney Plus, though. I'm sure people who know how to oh, wow. pirate things, you can go on one, two, three movies and find it. Like, I don't think it's that. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to do all that. Especially since Disney Plus isn't even available in Africa, so <laughs> you can. Pardon? Is Disney Plus isn't available in Africa? Like, you can't, you can't subscribe to it if you're in certain African territories or African countries. Like, you can't do it. So, I'm sure. You're joking. Yeah, our African friends were finding pirated ways to watch The Blackest King because... <laughs> you mean the the album that was supposed to tie the... Wait, wait, yes. wait, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. This African, heavily African-inspired piece... Yes, yes. That had Lupita in it. Yes. And a, a catch. Yes. You're telling me that it wasn't yes. available... <laughs> I'm telling you, it was not available okay. in Africa. Okay, I already know how this, how your review is gonna go. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> I'm so, sitting back. I'm listening. Let me just start by saying, it looked very pretty. <laughs> you know when Aretha Franklin is asked that question about Taylor Swift and she goes, "Beautiful gowns, incredible gowns." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how yeah. I feel. Beautiful gowns, incredible gowns. Um, aesthetically very, very pleasing. Always, Beyonce looks great on camera. Um, yeah, that's really it. I mean, it's from... Wait, the, that's it? That, that, <laughs> the, <laughs> she what? had some really cool cameos. Um, it was basically the Lion King reimagined through the album The Gift as like a kind of poetry slash lemonade slash you know Lion very King briefly movie. what did you think of the gift <clears throat> the album i didn't like it oh wow okay so going what did into you this think of world, the gift what did you think of the it gift was, it was all right it was cool there's like, like maybe there nothing special two nothing special or about three it. I, I, lo- I love the songs i was like uh okay i liked yeah. Burner boy i liked jarai on there so but th- the thing is that song did not have any americans on it <laughs> yeah <it's> a- <laughs> there was no americans on it was just barna it was just barna's mm-hmm. song which is why it's everyone's favorite um but yeah i i didn't really like the album because i think at the crux of it she tries to make these like sort of pan-african projects that end up alienating a lot of regions and looking kind of just like nigeria the musical um <laughs> <laughs> with that, like was that way is that what it was just bare nigeria yeah it was like nigeria the musical sprinklings of like south africa in there and like maybe a bit of because there, there were some things that were shot in like the coast of ghana which was actually very pretty um but a lot of it was like in shot in like the grand canyon and like random places like that to like look sandy and vast the grand canyon hello well okay. to look sandy and vast but like it was very obvious that it wasn't africa i think it was trying to go for like a more afrofuturism kind of idea yeah um and afrofuturism in its crux the way that american the way that what american that? imagination okay so afrofuturism is a movement that was um quite oh big. so it's not a genre it's a genre but it was also a movement that okay. created the genre where basically people try and reimagine the black experience in outer space and in terms of like sci-fi and fantasy to create a world for ourselves because they were experiencing a lot of segregation and racism 
so there's yeah. a lot of like experimental work that came out of it one of my favorites is like Sun Ra he's an experimental jazz artist there was mm-hmm. and then I think modern interpretations of that is like Janelle Monet and how she you know she always has a theme an arc like going through her albums you yeah. know where it's like very mm-hmm. technological very scientific very like alien um yeah just to like kind of like imagine a world like if you d- w- don't want to give us a world here we'll imagine a world for ourselves that's the oh, kind okay, of vibe okay. got you got you so and it's like and it's also like you know imagining like blackness in the future and how it will progress so like very black panther okay um okay, okay. and yeah like there's elements of it but like i was saying like afrofuturism in the modern iteration that it like exists in in the american imagination is very um black american centric and i don't think that any sort of strains of afrofuturism outside of america are that apparent to black americans through no fault of their own they've got their own shit going on over there and it's 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 a it's a shitstorm over there but that means that when they try and imagine other th- themselves in other places that are actually real places it tends to be a very romanticized version of of what it actually oh, is yeah, like, to like, be oh, in africa Wakanda, like it's yeah it's it's a wakandified version <laughs> of africa and i think that was what pissed me off about black is king because I mean, first of all, we didn't need a live-action Lion King. Let's start there. And I think casting someone like Beyonce in a live-action Lion King is a recipe for disaster because the understanding of Africa through a Beyonce lens is always very odd, I find. Beyonce, you know how she is. It's a production. Like Everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be like placed. Everything has to be... You know how she is. So... um. Mm-hmm. I think with Black is King, it was just kind of like, what was the reason? Um, there were bits of it that I was kind of like, huh? And there are bits of it that I was like, okay, that's nice. But all in all, as a production, I didn't really care for it. And I think yeah. it's because I didn't like the album itself. I thought the album was very mid. Um, mm-hmm. I think so it did what it had on the to album do. Was kind of like just exactly, exactly. The film on yeah. the album, it just, it just was kind of like I didn't need this because this album wasn't poetic enough or like it didn't really like do anything enough for me. It didn't move me enough that I needed a product, a whole production of it. And I mm-hmm. find it very, I think obviously there must've been like contractual issues for why it was released now instead of being released yeah. closer to the time that Lion King was released. Cause I think I would have appreciated it more had it been released back then. But like these vi- visuals feel a bit stale. They feel a bit like they're not pushing any boundaries. Um, it just feels like it was filmed early 2019 or whatever and then it was just released yeah. now and I, it feels like a very 2019 production it feels like i'm watching the remnants of black panther which in and of itself was also you know i mean r.i.p chadwick boseman love him to death but like you know oh yes we didn't even mention that rest in peace rest in chadwick peace boseman. chadwick boseman we love you um but yeah like you know how black panther was for how it meant a lot for americans and maybe like kids but like for grown diaspora africans i don't think we felt a way the way that americans did i don't know how did you feel no it yeah it, it didn't really it didn't hit the same i feel like 
it was only like a big deal for for like big Beyonce fans. Like I'll I'll cause cause I don't I don't have Disney Plus, so I really just watched it <laughs> vicariously through everyone else's comments and the clips I saw. And yeah, it really just felt like it was mainly Beyonce like fans that were like, Oh my days, this is incredible. Everyone else was like, Okay, cool. It's Beyonce, you know, she's great. I feel like the last thing Beyonce did that really made me go, Oh wow, was homecoming. When I saw her deck I think they said eight months she was practicing all that stuff. I was like, wow. Yes, like, but you know what I crazy. loved about Homecoming is that it was mm-hmm. authentically the culture she was brought up in. So it even taught yeah. me something yeah. because she was doing the whole HBCU thing and mm-hmm. it was just really nice. It felt like it was like, it felt like I was watching like a battle of the bands for an HBCU and it felt nice. Yes. I was like, this is something that I don't no- normally experience, but it feels mm-hmm. so true to the way that she was raised. It felt so true to the people that she employed to be part of it. She got like that baton, like twister person, that girl that was like flipping while like throwing the yeah. baton in the air. And I was like, yes, girl. Like this, this stuff is this- cool. Like It's cool. In fact, and- you know what it is? What? I feel like the same way I felt like I was learning about you know, American culture and H- H- HBCUs. H- HBCU? Yeah. HBCUs mm-hmm. in America, right? It's the same way I felt like I was learning while watching Black is King. But I'm like, why am I learning this? Like, this is, this is me. Like, <laughs> like, like, like this isn't, it, it, it still felt foreign. It didn't feel like, oh yeah, like, you know, she's talking about Africa. It just felt like she was just, like Afrofuturism, but done wrongish. To the point where I was just like, okay, so it's just, money being flaunted in my face because well, <laughs> it, it felt like i was oh, just seeing yes. a, it felt like i was just seeing a bunch of money but from what from the clips i saw again i haven't seen the full thing so people don't fight me but f- from the clips i saw it just felt like lots of money and it, it, and it, it, it just felt like people were just bragging about money except african that's that was the only difference it was it no was... different from american <laughs> money and extravagance except now it's <laughs> It's in West Africa now. It's like, okay. <laughs> the like, thing, I, there was a tweet I saw that was like, um, not, you know, this black is king, black is king thing is really annoying because no, not all of us were kings. Some of your ancestors pushed wheelbarrows and that's okay. <laughs> and I, <laughs> Honestly. Like, and just, just that's just how the I idea feel that about this one. That we, we all came from royalty. Everything came from royalty. We are relatable. Like, but it's jewels. like, Emeralds, jewels, emeralds, diamonds, rubies, Tanzanites. I don't know what. It's like, relax, Beyonce. (laughs) We get it. You are one big fat capitalist. Sapphires. You know what I mean? Like, she's just, this is your capitalist, like, you know, flaunting of wealth that you're flaunting. You have all these resources available to you, and yet you still Mm -hmm. produce a poorly researched piece of work. But anyway, what the hell? That's not none of my business. Wow. But you have. You have all these resources available to you. You're out here flaunting your Gucci and your Prada with like, because there's a section with Jay-Z, you know, the song where mm-hmm. they're like talk, just talking about their wealth and stuff. So there's that one where like there's a section with Jay-Z and they're just like in some like big like house and they have white people as lawn jockeys instead of black people as lawn jockeys and like white butlers and stuff like that. And it's supposed to be like inverting the whole narrative. But I think, you know, the... <laughs> You know the last line of Animal Farm where like they're like the animals look from pig to man and man to pig and they couldn't tell who was who. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. it's the it's the same thing where like okay, pig to man, man to pig, and you're still the people who are still capitalizing on other people's misfortunes in order to gain wealth because that's the nature of capitalism. So Mm -hmm. 
I don't feel like you've, you thought you did something by having like a white lawn jockey, but you haven't inverted anything. You still hold a large majority of the world's wealth. And there's still loads of people in Africa who like, since you want to be talking about Africa, there's loads of people in Africa who could not never even conceive wealth like that. I was going to say like, yeah, you know, the Uganda shilling is 5,000 shillings to one pound. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, and then also we still use shillings for crying out loud so, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> so the whole thing like the whole idea of like trying to invert things for black people it just doesn't seem right to me because i feel like mm-hmm. i don't want to assimilate to a white version of power i want to be able to yeah own it's like my the power. same thing just with, with darker skin now yes exactly i don't i don't want to feel like oppressed by my own people because i feel i feel alienated by things like that i don't have Mm -hmm. like gross wealth and i don't feel comfortable with like this idea of like this blackness and and, like the king of blackness and what like in a way that is like palatable for white audiences and in a way that is like conceivable for people who don't open books you know it just feels (laughs) (laughs) it just feels like if you're going to do a project about the beauty of like africa and reimagine the lion king because that's fine if you want to do that but do it in a way that is actually honoring the cultures that actually exist and not romanticizing pre-colonial cultures that we don't even know that much about considering that we've all kind of had those parts of our histories erased from us through slavery and colonialism so it just seems very tone deaf for me and then also the whole narrative because like if you watch the thing because it's like a reimagining of the lion king the lion king Mm -hmm. is very male obviously because it's about simba and mufasa and so the whole thing is like very male (laughs) <laughs> it's about like this young, you see like this young boy and then he turns into like this like older man and then like at the end he's with like a nala looking woman and then you know right like and then beyonce is singing here and there and then there's pharrell <laughs> it's really random <laughs> there's like really random bits and i'm like what the fuck Yo, is going on live That's- action versions of like <laughs> animated things make are always so funny because it's just you you can never go from a cartoon to a <laughs> To a fully fledged human being in an animal suit, it will, it will always it will always look weird every single time. I, I think I saw a trailer for Cats. Oh and I was my like, god, what is Cats. happening here? Oh that was the scariest god. thing in the world. It was. Oh my god, I saw yeah. Jason Derulo, grown ass Jason see... Derulo in a cat costume. I was like, this is weird. And Idris Elba and Judi Dench. Oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't. It work. didn't work. But anyway, yes. Um, there's a whole reimagining, and I think. With Beyonce in particular, this is always something that is very prevalent in her work as of recent, where it's kind of like the black queen is used to uphold the black king. And that's a metaphor for how black women in society, our role is to uphold and Mm. uplift the black man because he is so oppressed in society. Yes. And lift us. Is the one that is, you know, (laughs) did you say, yes, lift us? (laughs) Lift us. Yes. But so that's need. the kind of that's what that's the kind of narrative that she pushes <laughs> through all of her creative work. And that's fine for you, Beyonce. But for me, who I don't want to be somebody that is coming into this world and my purpose isn't just to lift others, who's lifting me? The fuck? Who's lifting me? Yo, listen, yeah. <laughs> I am so happy, so, so, so happy that you are the villain in this episode. <laughs> it just because 
in the in the first two or three episodes, especially that Joanna Lucas one, people are saying that I was some kind of you know, oh, I'm a hater, I'm this, I'm that, I don't appreciate <laughs> his lyricism. I'm just happy that I'm 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 just here saying these albums are cool, the visuals are cool. You're like, nah, it sucks. Is this is that? I love it. It's about time. You are the villain now. You are the villain. It's not me. Listen, if people want to paint me as the villain, it's fine. But at the end of the day, you should have a problem with having a narrative that is just always pushing black women as subordinate to black men because it's very sexist, it's very cisgendered, and it's very short-sighted. And I don't care yeah. if it's Beyonce. I don't care if it's Burna Boy. I don't care who the fuck your fave is. If they're pushing mm. problematic narratives, they are not like exempt from scrutiny they're not they're not exempt from feedback they're not exempt from criticism they're just not yep beyonce should definitely be held to a to a standard that like if you're gonna uphold her as this like amazing flaw free person then she needs to be held up to that standard but if you're not going to hold up her up to that standard every time she makes a mistake she's gonna continue releasing dumbass music tone deaf visuals and things that where she centers herself yes where she centers herself as like this amazing creator that has she's what has she created in the past few years that has actually like left a mark on me apart from homecoming nothing okay she jumped on no but she jumped onto the whole Afrobeat thing and she thinks that no (laughs) this is maxine sibiwana daniel (laughs) is the male voice Maxine is the female voice. She's the one speaking right now. These are her views. Yes, these are my views. And I don't care. I said this on Twitter. I'll say this to anybody who who will ask me. I will back my views because I just think that it's just... It's just so annoying because people are like, oh, Beyonce is raising awareness about Africa. She's bringing Africa to the world. And I know that obviously she's an artist at the end of the day. She's not a role model. She did not start this like whole career to be a role model and i think it's unfair to hold musicians to a standard where they have to be role models but facts are facts is that she is a role model for a lot of people and she is a source of information for a lot of people so even though i would hate to put that sense of responsibility onto her she has it like she's put placed it onto herself when she creates work like this because what are you trying to say with this project what are you trying to say like, is it just that you're trying to show, you know, that blackness is beautiful? Because you can just show blackness is beautiful with your own hometown. Yeah, there are many ways to do that. You don't have Why to Why do you come have to, to come to and start making some fake come Africa, to Africa to come and, nonsense yeah. to then make, oh yeah, black is beautiful. Is black that beautiful? Do you tour in Africa, Beyonce? When she goes on world tours, has I'm she sure been to she Africa? Does. No, she doesn't. I'm sure she has. No, she doesn't. Oh, you checked? Oh, wow. She doesn't. Her husband has been to Tanzania and South Africa. I remember that. Was it Tanzania or was it Nairobi? It was one of those two. It wasn't Uganda, basically, because we're the ghetto. But <laughs> but he was in South Africa and he also went to a country. I think it was Tanzania, right? Yeah. Diplo, who is the white half of Major Lazer, Diplo did a tour. When he did a world tour, he did a tour of Africa. My guy was in Nairobi. Yeah. He was in Kampala. He was in Cairo. He was, my guy went when he said he was going on a world tour. Uncle went on a world tour. Why has Diplo been to more countries on his world tour than Beyonce? <sighs> Sorry, wait, you said major laser duo. Did, did someone leave? Was it three people? Oh yeah. No, no, no. One of them left, didn't they? It used to be a duo. Now it's a three. Sorry, I was oh. still thinking about back in the day. It was it was Switch and Diplo, and then Switch left, and now there's those two other guys, and Diplo. That's, so there's three of them now. That's right. 
What happened to that million that millionaire guy? There was one other person. Sw- was it Switch? N- no, it's another one like by the name of Million Jillionaire. That's what it is, Jillionaire. <laughs> that is a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was also there. But anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's on. what I'm saying is that oh, you want to go to Africa and make all these visuals? You've never even been. Also, well, you don't go for your work. Side tour. note. Side note, side note, and I'm sure a lot of people don't care about this, but as someone who's Christian, right, I find it very strange, like her and all this spirituality stuff, talking about God of this, God of that. I just find that very, ugh. I feel like that's part of why I didn't watch it, because a lot of it is just interesting and strange, and I feel like people love to <laughs> fantasize, people love to fantasize and play around with spiritual <laughs> stuff that they do, that they don't understand or they have no clue what it's about. So, and I that, feel like. I, I've will never Ameri- understood that fascination. Will Americans die if they do not mention Oshun in their creative projects? Oh, will they die? Days. Will they collapse and die? Is that what's going to happen? Because I feel like she's tired of y'all, y'all keeping her in your in your mouths all the time, inciting Honestly. her for I don't even know what. Why are you calling on Oshun? What are you doing? Americans love that. They love they calling love off the spirits Orishas. and all kinds of things. It's just they strange. They love it. Shango. They love it. Oh, shoot. Oh, they love days. it. Mama. Oh, yeah. They love it. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Just like burning. Every even, day. Even, it's burning sage and doing all this weird stuff. It's like. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Americans are different. That is my that is my take on it. I just think it's a very mid project. It's a very uh, like it's pretty. I think if you ever get the chance to watch, it is very like aesthetically pleasing. And there's mm-hmm. one section where she has um, synchronized swimmers, and they're like a team of Jamaican synchronized swimmers, and it's really cool to like see like black. I've never seen black synchronized swimmers before. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was the work. Well, I was like, oh, that's nice, and they look pretty. That's how I felt. I was like, oh, that's nice. And it looks pretty. But I didn't feel like it was doing anything the way that she thought yeah. it was going to be doing something. She thought she was doing something and it wasn't doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure for her main audience, which is people who are already her fans or just... Oh, Americans her that audience that aren't it. Too They were into... like, she was amazing. I don't yeah, know man. what. She's doing or the Zaku. Americans, Americans that aren't too... Like, that aren't too averse with Africa. I'm sure like to them, this was like the best thing in the world. So, it was incredible for them but for me it was yeah. mid i just if you're gonna hold yourself to a high standard then so am i and when i ex- when i'm let down by somebody who's holding themselves to such a high standard then i'm like well you tried <laughs> and you failed so yeah. back to the drawing board for you you know and maybe the next mm-hmm. time you say world tour don't skip a whole continent of people that actually consume your content yes Sorry, well, Beyonce lovers. I'm so sorry, guys. Well, that's that. That was Maxine's review. That was Maxine's review. You guys know how Maxine feels about this. So. Okay, and Daniel, how do you feel about it? Because I feel like I've been talking for too long. Hey, man, feel? listen. I I didn't watch it. This was this this was your episode to shine. Okay, I didn't watch that Beyonce shit. I ain't got Disney Plus. This ain't about me. But, but yeah, in fact. Yeah, that's that's all I have to say. I've, I've got nothing else to say. Okay, well then. You you said it all. <laughs> okay. Do we have any good songs or bad songs of the week? Ooh ooh yes. It's been so long actually. Oh, you know what? I have so many in fact. And guys, because it's been so long, listen, we're sorry. I feel like this is going to be a running joke. We will upload this playlist at some point. <laughs> I know, every, guys. I promise, it does exist. I'm not even lying. 
if you want to message me personally and i'll send it to you it exists it We're exists it it's there i literally see it every morning when i'm trying to choose a playlist to listen to it's there we will i put promise it out. we promise okay we promise oh but no <laughs> favorite song of the week is a song by lupe and kaylin ellis they dropped the ep lupe as in lupe fiasco yep lupe fiasco is releasing music yeah and it's good music 2020s the vortex okay <laughs> <laughs> like the, so kaylin ellis is a guy that i think lupe found on the internet and lupe heard the beat and rapped to it and then they, then they got together and they dropped a five song ep towards the end of july and it's actually pretty good um the song i like is a song called models but spelled backwards so like s-l-e-b-o-m and it's just a great song crystal torres is on it she's always around dube jesco they're always i think she's, she, does, she does a lot of his choruses and killing ellis over the whole ep in fact the ep is called house so check that out if you can but specifically the song models spelled backwards is the third track that's my good song for the week i like that a lot okay I like it what when she scores on there. Um, my song of the week is from Chloe and Hall- Halley's album, Ungodly Hour, and it's the title track, Ungodly Hour. Um, yeah, it was good. It was just a nice album. Like, it was a nice sophomore album because loads of people don't have, like, good sophomore albums. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice sophomore album. The song is produced by Disclosure. Um, so it's, like, got a nice little housey feel to it. Um, yeah. and their vocals have really matured since the last album so they sound really really good and I always forget that they're actually like closer to our age rates than we think they are because isn't like how, how old are they? one of them is 20 and one of them is 22 or 21 oh wow what? they're younger than us? yeah they're slightly younger than us mad, mad. I know okay. in my head they're like 16 mm-hmm. <laughs> they look really young but um, I yeah thought, I thought they were older nah fam they're younger than us Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, the song's really good. It's like if you're into like Black People House, it sounds like Black People House. <laughs> okay. You know fair what enough. I mean? Because there's have instance they, that I don't have they like. Have the point? There's instance that I don't like, and there's instance that we like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And that, that's, that's true. And <laughs> it's not the instance that we don't like. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> have they reached okay. the point where what? You're gonna ask something. Oh yeah, have they reached a point where they are no longer considered just some acts that Beyonce brought forward? Because whenever I hear their name, I always hear Beyonce alongside I, it. This is what people do, but it really pisses me off when people do that because like they're assigned to her label, but they she doesn't actually like produce anything. Mm-hmm. Like they have free, free creative reign to do what they okay. want to do, and then after they finished it they send it to Beyonce and she can like give them notes but most of the time like they get really pissed off like you can see in in interviews they get really pissed off when they're asked about Beyonce because like are they Beyonce's keeper oh wow you know what I mean like Like, she you know like she signed them and it's great but like you know like I don't know Jay-Z signed Rihanna but you never ask Rihanna about Jay-Z all the time like oh so did Jay-Z love the album did he love it (laughs) true good girl gone bad did he love it (laughs) Did he care for it? Was it nice? That's fair enough. <laughs> so, but yeah, they're good. I think they they sound nothing like any of the music that Beyonce was creating when she was their age, mm-hmm. or like that she does on her solo project. I don't feel like they sound like that. They sound like their own thing. 
if you ever listen to Chloe and Ali, Hadley, sorry. Yeah. They sound, yeah, like their own thing. I don't really know. But yeah, listen to it. It's like, it's a bit poppy, so I don't know if you'll like it, but it's, um, it's like a very well put together project. So like for production wise, I think like in terms of how it all flows, it sounds really nice. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yes. Um, Do you have any bad well, songs of the week? I was about to say. Um, <laughs> I don't think I. Do, I'm not going to include Burner Boy songs because I don't think they are that bad. Even though I, I don't care for them, I don't think they're bad. Bad. Not as bad as the ones we've talked about before. So. I agree. I don't. I actually. I agree. don't think I have any. I don't think I have any. How about you? I was trying to think, but I haven't really listened to anything bad. Like I've only been listening to things I enjoy. Um, so I yeah. Been, yeah, I've Honestly. only been listening to like things I enjoy. I haven't been listening to releases just for the sake of hearing them. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a colossal waste of my time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, ha- I don't have anything bad this week. Wow. Good week. I know. Good I week. Say week. Good two months since we've been gone forever. But good yeah, seventy good years. <laughs> <laughs> good business trip. <laughs> But yeah, literally, I've got nothing. Anything you want to add to the people out there? Anything we should know? Is there anything we're missing? What happened recently that we should, we should, we should care about this episode? Um, Just stay tuned for more episodes because we will be recording regularly from now on. I know we say yes, that every time, but we actually are going to do it. This yeah. time, we believe us, please. I know we cheated on you before, but this time we're not going to cheat. I know, we're back. We're faithful now. I love, we're I love faith- it. <laughs> Listen, we, almost losing you was the worst thing that could was ever the happen. worst thing that could ever happen to me. I, I could never go back to that. To I could I never oh, go God. exactly, but I was in a really dark space without you. But we're God. back, we and are we're lost ready. You, we're honestly. lost, but now we're ready to be faithful. I spoke to my pastor about. <laughs> they always speak to the pastor. I spoke to my pastor. I spoke to <laughs> my boys, Literally. and my boys said not to let you go. So I'm not letting you I'm, go. I've been seeking wise counsel. My boys said they've never seen me this. Ha- they've never seen me this happy before. <laughs> before I met you. <laughs> before we met you. <laughs> so yeah, follow uh, us on Instagram and Twitter at Bun Your Feels on both. Yes. Um, we are Bun Your Feelings on Apple and Spotify and SoundCloud. We are the Bun Your Feelings podcast. I'm Maxine. I'm Daniel. And this has been episode six. We will see you next yes. time. Gone. <laughs>